0: Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. After getting their second one of the season on Sunday, our New Orleans Saints head back home for their second primetime game of the season, as their Week Four matchup against the Dallas Cowboys will take place on Sunday Night Football. Here, as always, to help break down every aspect of the matchup. I'm your host Dayton Brown, joined by my right hand man Tyler Raymond on the other side of the microphone. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and stay up to date with everything. You can follow myself at date underscore brown underscore. You can follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M. And you can follow the podcast page, which tweets out every single link to every single episode. And that account is at the WDD podcast. Tyler, intense rematch game coming up this Sunday. How are you feeling knowing we are about to take on an early season powerhouse team after losing to them a season ago,
1: also in primetime? Um, Well, first off, who that, everybody? Um, uh, It's, uh, I don't know if you can tell, it's an exciting matchup, an exciting game, so that's got me excited. Game Um, baby. (laughs) But um, I'm just thinking, like, uh, if you guys remember last year when we played them, uh, they had some really dirty, unfortunately legal hits that took Kamara out of the game, and that's one of my reasons why I think we lost that game. But hopefully, Mm -hmm. if they don't concuss any of our players this week, we should hopefully win the game. And I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a really great test to see, uh, you know, we, we've said leading up to all these games how the Saints are going to be tested early with all these powerhouse teams, all these four, former playoff teams. So it's going to be a great test. I think Teddy and company can get it done. And I'm expecting uh, another win for the Saints. So, yeah, let's go.
0: Yeah, um, obviously you have predicted the Saints win all three weeks, essentially, and, and, and you were spot on weeks one and three. Um, and we're going to score predictions towards the end. But yeah, this is one of those games where I didn't struggle with the score prediction as much as I did with, with Seattle. The spo- mm-hmm. let, Let's just say I didn't predict the Saints to lose this game. And and let's no, just say really? I, I didn't predict them to, to win by a small margin either. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, this is going to be an interesting game, mainly because... Both of these teams are uh, number one in their division right now, um, as was the case a year ago when they played. But at that time, of course, the Saints only had one loss under their belt. Um, they were 10-1. and uh, This year, they have one loss, but it's only after three weeks. And the Dallas Cowboys are 3-0. and uh, Last year, they were coming into the game at uh, 6-5. and So they're one of the very few undefeated teams left. Uh, however the competition that the Cowboys have faced so far in the early season does not bode well for, uh, you know, uh, legitimizing their record. They play the New York Giants to start the season out. Uh, And that was the New York Giants, of course, with Eli Manning instead of Daniel Jones. The only game the Giants have won this season against the Tampa Bay Bucks was with Daniel Jones at quarterback. So they get a really easy 35-17 win week one. Then they take on the Washington Redskins on the road. uh, And, of course, the Redskins are so up and down, especially offense. They are so poor. um, They were able to win another division win for them. And then they took on the lowly Miami Dolphins last week and won 31-6. Not even much I can say about that. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. They're tanking. tanking they're tanking for 2 sure. They're trying not to win. Uh, yeah. So based off of that, and the Saints have played uh, the 2-1 and Houston Texans, the 3-0 and LA Rams, and then the 2-1 and Seattle Seahawks. Actually, the only loss the Seahawks have on the season, obviously, was against the Saints on Sunday. So a little bit different starts to the seasons for both of these teams, and we'll get into the stats too in a little bit uh that that shows how much better Dallas is in a lot of areas but i think uh the competition aspect has a lot to do with it uh, but the saints are coming off a 6 point win the cowboys are coming off a 25 point win um and as far as head to head matchups uh for these teams last year of course we talked about it was a 13 to 10 win for the cowboys which uh the saints almost came back in that game it was 13 to nothing at halftime saints scored 10 points in the third quarter, and then it was a scoreless fourth that gave the Cowboys a win. But uh, before that, the last time these two teams have played um, was all the way back October 4th, 2015. I actually remember this game very vividly. It was uh, the Saints came into the game 0 3, it was a home primetime game again against the Cowboys. Uh, C.J. Up- Spiller. C.J. Spiller. Really the only play I remember C.J. Spiller yeah. having a positive impact in a Saints uniform. He gets the uh, swing pass that gets the Saints the touchdown in overtime to help them win 26-20. to uh, Before that, uh, the the only other game that the Cowboys had won in recent memory um, was a uh, 38-17 to beatdown of the Saints a year before in 2014. Now, of course, 2014 and 2015 – over the years that the Saints went seven to nine, that was kind of the the beginning of that seven and nine streak the Saints had there for a little bit. So not exactly positive uh, years there. Uh, but back in 2013, very good Saints team ends up beating the Cowboys 49 to 17. Before that, the Saints beat the Cowboys back uh, two days before Christmas in 2012. They beat them in overtime, 34 to 31, and then the Saints won again by a field goal, 30 to 27, back in 2010. So these teams have only played each other six times in the last eight years. This will be seven. Uh, this will be the seventh matchup in nine years for this team, for these teams. Uh, and the Saints have had the most recent success. The last twelve games against the Cowboys, the Saints are nine and three. So uh, history definitely gives uh, the advantage and favor to the Saints. But brand new season, we don't know. Brand new team or different teams from last year in one way or the other. Um, and speaking of differences, I actually want to talk about the injury report. Um for the Saints, the only people who are out, Drew Brees, of course, Will Clapp is still out, uh, backup offensive lineman, and then Traquan Smith is out yet again with an ankle injury. Will Clapp is missing with the hand, and of course, Drew Brees is gonna be out for a little bit with his uh hand surgery. Uh, the most surprising part about all this, though, is that Sheldon Rankins was limited in practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and is now questionable for Sunday. Tyler and I were just talking about it right before we started recording the podcast. Uh, that's actually really good news for Rankins. That almost news. almost guarantees he's going to play Week 5 because if you're limited practice and you're questionable for Week 4, that means his recovery is, is, is nearing its end or is already done and they're just trying to get him into the motion. And he should be good to go by Week 5 based off of this. He might even be good to go Week 4. I mean, he's questionable right now. Um, guys who had limited or did not practice, uh, throughout the week besides those, uh, three guys who are now out, uh, Toron Armstead had limited practice Wednesday and Thursday, but full participation on Friday. Um, Jared Cook, Cam Jordan, and Zach Line uh, all had limited practice on Wednesday, but full practices on Thursday and Friday. Uh, Thomas Morstead did not practice Thursday, but he had a full run through on Friday, Um, and then of course, Larry Warford was limited both Wednesday and Thursday, but had a full practice on Friday and he sounds good to go, um, for Sunday. And then you look at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the only guys out, of course, we knew about Michael Gallup. He's going to miss a little bit of time there, uh, with a knee injury for the Cowboys. He did not practice all week, so they're going to be down their number two receiver. Also uh, limited and practice all three days and a player who had to have an MRI was their other receiver, Amari Cooper. Uh, Sounds like he's going to be good to go, but I doubt he's going to be 100%. Another receiver for them that's not really 100%, even though he did have a full practice today, was Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin is going to have to fill in some of the shoes for Michael Gallup. If he's also not 100%, all of this is kind of favoring the Saints right now. Um, but limited practice for Kevin Frazier, uh, one of their safeties. Uh, another guy who was out for them is Tyrone Crawford, their one of their defensive ends. So that kind of helps alleviate Uh, the pressure the Cowboys are going to be throwing at the Saints because Crawford is one of their starting defensive ends. So now they're going to have to rely on Dorrance Armstrong uh, or or, or Kerry Hyder there uh, outside for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, And then uh, also out of Antoine Woods, uh, one of their defensive tackles. Actually, one of their starting defensive tackles. So now Christian Covington moves into his place. And also their backing up uh, defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys is Tristan Hill, former New Orleans Saint, of course. Uh, And then Luke Gafford, their backup linebacker, Sam linebacker, is questionable. He was limited in practice um, all three days. Uh, All the other players I'm about to say were either limited in practice or at least one full Sean Lee, Zagmart, Xavier Woods. Uh, they had a couple of full practices. Couple of uh, Sean Lee actually had a, a did not practice today, but it was a non-injury, so it sounds like he's going to be good to go. If not, that means they're down two starting linebackers, but I doubt that's the case. So um, before I get any further, Tyler, after looking at these injury reports, uh, it seems yep. like the Saints are really. In fact, we knew we were going to be out. Drew Brees. Will Clapp is back up, and, and we figured uh, he's going to be dealing with uh, his hand injury for a little bit longer. Traquan Smith, I think the this is the second game he's going to miss. They predicted either two or three, so again, kind of expected. And the Cowboys are without their number two receiver. A couple of starters there. Um, I'm looking at this injury report, and it definitely favors the the, the Saints. What are your thoughts uh, taken away from from this final Friday injury
1: report? Well, I, yeah, I think we kind of knew about the Gallup thing, and... If you ask me, I mean, I think personally, looking at the list, I think Gallup's going to be the major only hindrance to the Cowboys because it seems like with the rest of the list, either some guys have just either like got limited participation or full on some days. So, mm-hmm. But how that affects the Cowboys, I think they're mainly just going to be trying to feed Zeke. You know, the Cowboys are a type of offense where, at least from what I've seen when we've played them, where if they can get things going, running the ball, you know, getting chunk yards, big plays here and there that opens the field for them with everything else so that it wouldn't surprise me to see them feed Zeke often early and I was doing a lot of research on just what analysts and experts were thinking on this matchup and a lot of different people for example um oh, for, I forgive me I, I forget what it's called but uh this one specific uh group on ESPN I, I, it's first take I think but um they were saying they expect um, – if the Cowboys want success, they're going to have to feed Zeke early and often, you know, and, and test the Saints on defense. So uh, it will not surprise me to see them do that. But for the Saints side, they're pretty healthy, you know. Uh, it stinks about Traquan Smith still being out, and will clap. You need him if things go down early with mm-hmm. offensive lineman injuries. But like you said, everything favors the Saints so far, and hopefully during the game we won't be really getting – any hopeful uh, negative injuries toward the Saints. So, right. yeah, everything looks good so far. Let's hope it uh, brings us a win. So. Yeah,
0: luckily, the uh, well Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara specifically were able to pick up the slack left by Traquan Smith's absence last week. I feel like they'd be able to do that again this week, but anything further is going to be really testing – Uh, this team, this offense, as to what they can do with the limited numbers. So hopefully Smith can come back. I'm not too concerned for this week, but it is sad to see him not playing on Sunday. Um, And, of course, yeah, Will Clapp, who knows what can happen with his offensive line. They've had injury bugs consistently for the past couple of years at random points in the season. Yeah, uh, And hopefully week four, isn't it? Because, yeah, Will Clapp would be very, very important uh, backup guard-center combination. Um, I want to get into the depth chart for the Cowboys real quick. And then I actually want to ask, or I actually I want to talk about how intense this game is going to be. So starting with their offense, of course, they got Dak Prescott as their starting quarterback. He's on fire so far this year. Cooper rushes their backup. They have a really nice one-two punch at running back with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Uh, and then their fullback is uh, Jameez Olawe. Oh, sorry. Olawale. la uh, Their wide receivers, without Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, who they signed this offseason out of Green Bay, Tavon Austin and Devin Smith. Very interesting group. They're really only going to be rolling with four receivers it looks like. Um unless they activate somebody from practice squad, but I don't think you can do that with just an injury. Um but yeah, it looks like uh it's going to be Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin and and Devin Smith, a former New York Jet speedster from Ohio State there uh who had a touchdown uh week 2 against the Redskins. Uh, and then you have, of course, Jason Witten and Blake Jarwin there as their uh, tight ends. Jason Witten recently came out of retirement. And then this is a premier elite offensive line from left tackle to right tackle. You have Tyrone Smith, Connor Williams, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. It's pretty much five all-pro offensive linemen right there. Backing them up, Cameron Flanning, uh, Joe Looney. Um, are, or Cameron Flanning is the backup tackle, both left and right. Joe Looney is the backup center. And then you have Xavier sal Philo as their backup guard so really impressive offensive line group Uh, their 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 front seven is pretty impressive too of course the demarcus lawrence uh out there one of the best pass rushers in the game also there with malik collins tristan hill antoine woods is out christian covington is going to be filling in for him tyron crawford is out so you'll see a lot of dorance armstrong Kerry Hyder, and joe jackson those are all of their defensive ends there are three linebackers, Sam Middle and Will. It's Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, Lane Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch, of course, was a standout rookie from a season ago. Sean Lee is the Wiley veteran. If he stays healthy, he is the captain, the, the man there for the Cowboys defense. And then Jalen Smith, of course, talked about the dirty hit he had last year on Kamara, but he's still one of the best young linebackers in the entire league. Uh, and then you look at their uh, secondary. It's It's not bad on paper, but... So far this season, they have uh, been you know mediocre, especially, again, considering uh, who they've played so far this season. So they have uh, uh, Chidobi Awuze there as their starting cornerback with Byron Jones, who has been rising up the ranks uh, ever since he got into the league. They only have one other cornerback, and it's C.J. Goodwin. They run a lot of nickel with Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods as their two safeties uh Kavon Frazier I mentioned uh he he is questionable, Darian Thompson and Donovan Wilson are their other safeties to round it out. And then they have Chris Jones and Brett Meyer as their punter and kicker respectively. So, before I actually uh or Tyler, any thoughts on the depth chart? Um any anything stand yeah. out to you?
1: Uh in general, I think it's going to be a really balanced not so much really the depth chart, just I think where both teams sit at as for as far as like where their lines rank, for example, right. I think this is going to be a really balanced game. I want to almost talk about later X factors, trying to get to the quarterback or preventing sacks. But I think it's just going to be so balanced because we can get into the later the specific stats. But these teams are really equal. They have great defensive lines, but at the same time, the Saints, you know, at times have ha- had a great offensive line. If anything, it's been really underrated considering. Uh, considering just our team being underrated in general. And then, like you mentioned earlier, the Cowboys' offensive line, they have several all-pros. And on the defensive line, they've got a lot of power there, too. So I think, like, in the depth chart, I think we're pretty evenly matched as far as in the trenches, kind of speak. And I'm really curious to see what happens this Sunday where if Teddy Bridgewater tests tests the long long ball out, Versus any of their secondary players, because I think, I think playing the short game works only so much, especially when teams have weeks, uh, have weeks to start to prepare against you you know so it, it's gonna be really interesting though but what were your thoughts on it
0: yeah i i agree with you and I also just looking at this the cowboys have built such an impressive and all getting to the point of unstoppable core there with Dak prescott Ezekiel elliott amari cooper and that offensive line and then on defense you have demarcus lawrence sean lee jalen smith lane Der esch and byron jones and jeff jeff heath has been a, a really really solid safety for them for a few years so They've built this really, really impressive core, and I I think that's the main reason they have been... So good these past two seasons. Unfortunately. Uh, of course, uh, yeah, of course, pretty deep playoff run a season ago. They're 3-0 so far to start out the season, even though Jason Garrett is a undesirable head coach, in my eyes <laughs> at least. I really don't think he's... Yeah, I agree. And, and of course, it helps that Kellen Moore, their new offensive coordinator, is absolutely... And, and I actually just recently tweeted about their play calling. I uh, Really, after watching the tape on the Cowboys and, and factoring in who they've played so far these uh, first three games... I can only say they're elite in three things. That is play calling. Kellen Moore is just able to exploit zones on defenses. And he's also able to utilize play calling to almost absolute perfection. Um, I think that their third down pass rush is really, really nice. And that's going to factor into my X factors later on. So I'll get to that in a minute. And then I think Dak's, pocket presence that's part of the reason he's been able to sling the ball and he's currently fourth in the league with with passing yards per game uh he's able to stay calm cool in the pocket he knows when to use his feet to escape and it's going to be hard to take him down on sunday Uh, but really other than that outside of that nothing elite jumps out to me about this team their offensive line is great we know that on paper they were suspect in a lot of games last season and they haven't really faced any real competition they're gonna be facing one of the top five pass rushes defensive lines front sevens period in the whole league this coming sunday so this will be the really first true test for this offensive line this year um and before i actually get into the stats real quick i want to take a break from from just listing stuff off i actually want to ask you tyler man you talked about it in your introduction it's almost turned into a heated rivalry especially after last year and the controversial content of a close game so you got jalen smith versus alvin kamara part two Demarcus Lawrence is always a big trash talker, as is Cam Jordan. There's also Zeke v. Kamara. That's going to be a big storyline. Two of the best uh, backs in the game face-off. Is it going to be as intense as we think come Sunday night? I have a feeling it might, even, and you mentioned this too before, might even be more intense than we're thinking.
1: Yeah, and uh, I I find it funny you throw it to me for this. Um, first-hand experience, man. Yeah. I got to see the Saints whoop the Redskins' butt in prime time. Right. Primetime games and in, whoop the bills
0: i know that yeah. wasn't prime time but you still got to see him yeah. whoop the bills
1: yeah it, yes but um in general though like primetime games in new orleans louisiana are freaking nuts like dude like my dad would be sitting right next to me and that decibel meter when it would get past 110 115 mm-hmm. 120 dude you can't hear anything right like I couldn't even hear my own voice yelling on top of the 70,000 other people screaming. And, it, it, like, you would think that, man, you get so tired during the game. Like, you, you can't scream. Like, I don't know how. But, man, that Superdome gets freaking nuts. And it doesn't yeah. help for opposing teams either uh, because it's all enclosed. All, all of those voices are echoing, uh, hitting the metal uh reviving you know like revamping everything like it's literally nuts and of course new orleans party city you've got drunk fans you've got passionate fans you've got pa- uh, fans that'll give the shirts off their back for this team like mm-hmm. and you figure you know sure things haven't ended up the way we've wanted uh to start the season which you going down but like uh, For example, just to say how more intense this matchup is going to be, it looks like probably from reports that Drew Brees, after having a surgery, has a good chance of being back and being on the sidelines this week, this weekend for the game. If Drew leads to Hudachant and and, and leads to pregame huddle, these fans are going to see that. Yeah, they're going to be fired up. Dude, I didn't even
0: factor that. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point.
1: Because you saw how intense Uh,
0: it was week one, Monday night primetime against the Texans.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's gonna be not so, but like, like I can't even describe it. Like fans are gonna be fired up, the players are gonna be fired up, dude. Jubilees can make me run through a wall through his yeah. pregame, like his his speeches alone. But like, oh my gosh, man, it's just like the like Cowboys are one of those teams where, like, I I think even with the history goes back to it. Like, just think about it. like back with Hurricane Katrina, right? My dad and I were talking about this uh, a couple days ago. New Orleans almost went to Texas you know, and, we you know, uh, they almost became the San Antonio Saints, you know, and mm. it, it goes all the way back to, like, uh, I don't know, man, not to sound like uh, uh, prejudice toward, like, a, a fan base, but, like, I don't know, Cowboys fans always just have something about them, you know, mm. not many people like them, same thing with Patriots fans, but, um, sure. I don't know, like, the, the Saints, I think, you know, like, another thing to actually want to mention while I'm on it, so, you know how every year... The Saints will have one of those games. They expect them to do good, but they get punched in the mouth, and that really opens up their eyes. It really determines how they play for the rest of the season. Every damn season,
0: it seems like.
1: Yeah, that game this year for us was the Rams game. Mm. That really opened it up. And then look at it. We we plucked the feathers off the Seahawks. I think we're going to punch the Cowboys in the mouth. This game is going to be intense. But I think if we can start out fast, and just to answer, wrap everything up, it's going to be an intense game. And I think the Cowboys aren't gonna know what hit hit them, that's for sure. Yeah. It's gonna be nuts. So that's all I could say, yeah, I think
0: um the tables have turned definitely from because remembering from a season ago, obviously the Saints were red hot. They were on a ten game win streak after losing the opening week uh, opening game against uh, Tampa Bay. And then the Cowboys were kind of you know, just kind of starting to rise up. They were again, they were six and five at that point, kind of shaky Jason Garrett was on the hot seat. Um, and everybody expected the Saints to win everybody expected the Saints to blow them out they expected that offense to be great. Cowboys shut the Saints up that game it, yeah it, I, I gotta admit they shut the games up or they, they shut the Saints up during that game. Um, obviously we saw what happened that didn't affect the Saints season too much and it was only their second of three losses total for the season so it wasn't that significant but the way the Saints lost with the expectations coming in, I feel like that can happen this season with the Cowboys because now everybody's looking at it like Cowboys should win this game. They're three uh, zero. Again, it's, it's primetime. Dak Prescott is red hot. Drew Brees is out. They got their backup quarterback in. Cowboys should win this game. They they have the most momentum, and I feel like it's it's going to be a repeat of last year where the team we really expected was going to win, actually ends up getting punched in the mouth. And again, I'll I'll, I'll talk about my score prediction later on, but uh, that is that is a really good point there, Tyler. Um, yeah, I want to get into league rankings for these guys through the first three seasons or three seasons through the first three mm. games of the season. Uh, we'll start on offense, obviously. So passing yards per game, Saints are currently 17th in the league at 242, and the Cowboys are fourth at 302. Now that's 60 yard difference in between 13 spots, so it's not you know too too heavy significant, and also. Tyler mentioned uh, a little bit before the show, I'll probably talk about it more. With Teddy Bridgewater being in instead of Drew Brees, these, uh, yeah. you, you almost got these... Um, it's a different uh, game plan. Different it's a little skewed. Different everything. Exactly. So the stats yeah. are going to be a little skewed. Um, but rushing, the Saints are 19th, averaging a little under 100 yards per game, 97.7. And then the Cowboys are third at 179. Jeez. That one-two punch of Pollard and... Uh, Zeke is, is working really nice for them. So total yards per game, the Saints are all the way back 21st at 339.7, and then averaging uh, 150 yards more than them, or 140 yards more than them are the Cowboys at third place at 481 plus yards per, per game there on offense. And in scoring, the Saints are actually right up there. They're 11th at 24 points per game. The Cowboys are fourth at 32.3. So that that, that the Saints are able to find ways to score even if they don't rank tops and gaining a whole lot of yards. Um, and also uh, the fact that we scored, what, 30 against um, uh, uh, Houston and then 33 against Seattle last week. No matter how, what we are going to do week two, we're going to have a pretty high points per game margin right now. Um, sacks given up. Saints are tied at second, only given up three sacks so far this season. But the Cowboys are tied for first. They've only given up two sacks this season. Uh, turnovers, the Saints are tied fifth, only three turnovers, two interceptions and a fumble. And then the Cowboys are tied fourth with uh, two interceptions on the season, two total turnovers. Uh, So obviously the offensive nod is going to go to the the Cowboys, but part of it is because they're playing against some of the weaker defenses in the league and the Dolphins and the Giants and then the Redskins, who knows what to be desired out of that team. Um, Defensively, it looks even worse for the Saints, but not too much better for the Cowboys. Uh, Passing yards per game, the Saints are 30th at 301.7, but the Cowboys are 15th at 246, and they've played against Eli Manning, Case Keenum, and um, uh, Josh Rosen. So, I mean, like, 246 is is high. We're going to get those those three quarterbacks. And uh, obviously, a lot of it is garbage time throws that happen, but still. Uh, Rushing yards per game, Saints are... 26th, they've sacrificed 134.3 yards per game. Cowboys are 10th, only sacrificing 90 yards per game. Total yards per game, Saints are 28th at 436, and the Cowboys are 15th at 336. Scoring, this is where, again, it's skewed. Saints are twenty-sixth at twenty-seven point three. They've also played again. The Texans and the Seahawks who had some garbage time touchdowns. Um, and then oh, and the Rams, of course, one of the top offenses in the league. And the Cowboys defense is fourth in scoring, 14.7 points per game. They played bums, yeah. They've played bums, especially on offense. Takeaways, both teams are tied eighteenth. With only three takeaways on the season. Saints have two fumble recoveries and an interception. Cowboys have three fumble recoveries. And that's it. Neither of these defenses are, are, are you know, uh, specialized in taking the ball away either way. But also both offenses are very efficient with keeping the ball and not turning it over. So it ends up evening out. Um, Saints are... Uh, I, I believe they're pretty much middle of the t- pack. They're like tied 10th with a bunch of other teams with turnover differential this season at zero. And then the Cowboys are just a little bit ahead at plus one on the season. So, yeah, like, like going over these stats, it's very interesting to see where these teams rank. Bone, you factor in the competition. They're, they're, there's not too too much to be worried about for the Saints team. But I actually wanted to talk about uh, yeah. Dak Prescott versus the secondary of the Saints because we discussed Marshawn Lattimore struggling the past couple of weeks. We've talked about Eli Apple kind of coming into his own and having a full—now he's almost at a full year being with the Saints. He's he's starting to improve a little bit. Marcus Williams, still some left to be desired, um, but I, I really like what I'm seeing out of Von Bell. I like what I'm seeing out of Patrick Robinson when he's on the field, mainly special team stuff, and P.J. Williams still needs to find his footing, but we don't have a lot of margin for error against a quarterback like Dak Prescott. Are you worried about the secondary going up against Dak, Tyler? I'm a little worried, even with Michael Gallup out. Amari Cooper is going to be a tough matchup no matter who he goes up against, whether it be Apple or Lattimore, just because of how good of a route runner he is. We're going to need speed to keep up with Devin Smith and Tavon Austin, and Marcus Williams has shown that he can falter being a free safety and a safety blanket there for the Saints. Uh, Are you as worried as I am, or, or is there... Is there more positivity we should be giving to the secondary going up against the, you know, fourth best passing team in the league?
1: I don't know, man. You what's funny, though? You really made me laugh as you were just saying all that? It's like uh, the way you worded, man, a quarterback like Dak Prescott, I, I just like almost burst out laughing. Dak Prescott, like, like this was not even a season ago where – they were like, man, the Cowboys can't do anything without Ezekiel Elliott, you know. Once mm-hmm. Zeke gets held down, nothing. Like that's, and man, I definitely Dak doubted
0: can't. Dak. I doubted Dak last year. I doubted him coming into the season. After watching him play again, one of the only elite things I see from the Cowboys is Dak's ability to throw the football there in the pocket and outside. I mean, his pocket presence, just period, is is fantastic. But and and I'm with, I, I agree, but. I mean, after yeah. watching him kind of dissect this after towards the end of last year too, he looked pretty pretty damn good towards the end of last year too when they made it to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I, well, I, I and 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 it's definitely a you know quick turnaround from a season ago.
1: Yeah, what I was just gonna say is that like I think like our secondary, if you had to ask me, Tyler, describe the Saints' secondary in one word. It's a mixed bag. You don't know what you're gonna get. Have you ever played that? Uh, uh, Dan, do you like jelly beans? Uh, of course. Okay. So whoever's seen that, I forget what it's called, but there is a thing, there's like this little game you could buy, like a, a, at the dollars um, or whatever, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, what is that called? It's called,
1: um, uh, uh, I, oh man, I've really played cold. it
0: before. I've played it before too. It's like,
1: uh, a bean boozled, bean boozled. Yeah. Bean boozled. Exactly. Bean exactly. Boozled. The, the Saints secondary is yeah. bean bo- boozled. Right. You, it, it depends. Uh, let's say you, you pick out a jelly bean. It's Von Bell. He might have a great game. He might have a terrible game. Pick out another jelly bean, Marshawn Lattimore. There might be a game where he gets a few pass breakups and gets an interception. Yeah. There might be a game where he gets towards for a touchdown. For those of you 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 that don't know,
0: Bean Boozled is a game where there's jelly beans that uh, – there's different jelly beans, but some of them look exactly alike, but they could have drastically different flavors. So, like, a brown jelly bean can either be chocolate pudding or dog food. You don't know until you put it in your mouth. And and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, I I can I definitely see that, especially with with, with the way Lattimore has been playing this year. He's literally he's, he's getting into there.
1: No, that's and good. I, I think if if you ask me my opinion, I think Dak Prescott is a solid quarterback right now, right? Sure. If you ask me, he's a little overrated, but I think he's one of those quarterbacks where if he has a great game, that's gonna kind of shake things up for how the game ends out playing, right? But I think right now with the Saints secondary being kind of like a mixed bag. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens Sunday, but I, I still think this team. Like, I, believe me, I'll come on the podcast and say how I was wrong. But I really think the Sunday, the Cowboys are gonna rely heavily on uh, Zeke Elliott over Dak Prescott. You know, because like if I was if I was a defensive coordinator, I, like if I was going against the Cowboys, my thing would be okay. Let's stop their All Pro running back. And let's make the quarterback make the throws, you know. But sure. th- it's going to be interesting, definitely, though, to see who steps up on the secondary. And what. M- I think it's all going to be about the mismatches and all-, all about the advantages and disadvantages of their receivers versus our secondary. So we'll have to see, though, for sure. Yeah,
0: no doubt about it. Uh um, yeah, Bean
1: um, Bulls, man. Bean that's blues funny. a
0: Crazy game. The one stat I actually forgot to mention was sacks per game on defense. Saints are tied ninth in the league with nine sacks on the year, and the Cowboys are tied 23rd with five sacks on the year. Uh, so that's something to look out for. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be interesting. Now, I do think the Cowboys are, since they're playing in a dome, and they, they love throwing they, – they even love throwing against Washington outdoors. They love throwing in a dome with Dak. So I think unless the Saints' pressure gets to him and starts disrupting some stuff – they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit with Dak, but I, I I do agree. At a certain point, it's very possible that they start to just feed the ball to Zeke and see what he can do, especially with the way this rushing defense has been so far. But they're able to handle Chris Carson somewhat last week. Todd Gurley didn't get a whole lot of yards against them, but it wasn't there was, a nice it was one mostly screens brown, and stuff to you know? the outside. You exactly, know? exactly. But Yeah, Brandon contained there for the for the Saints. So um, week one was not impressive rush defense, but they've gotten better since then. So we'll see. But with all that being said. Let's get into X factors and then score prediction. Uh, did you want to do X factors first, Tyler? Or did you want me to go, or did you want to do one and one, or did you want to do all three at a time?
1: All three, all three. Let's do it. You want me first, or you? Uh, I'll go first. Go so ahead, man. My three. I think you have to stop. I think if you ask me, the Cowboys' defense—it's something, right? I think it's—they're not. It's not like a Super Bowl winning defense where like every single part of their defense is just amazing. If you ask me, from what I've seen when the Saints play the Cowboys, because believe me, unlike most other fans, I'm not watching the Cowboys unless I absolutely need to. But um, <laughs> um, I, I think the Cowboys they run through their linebackers. You've seen Sean Lee; he's been very good when he's been healthy. Leighton Vander Esch, he runs all over the field for a, like he's a really really fast guy. Uh, Jalen Smith, a, another very talented fast linebacker. They're like I remember from just uh, remember the highlights from the last time we played them. Kamara, a very fast, elusive running back, was struggling because of, they have the linebackers quickly getting to that line of scrimmage, plugging the plugging the gaps, uh, stopping Kamara uh, in its tra- in his tracks. You know, like I think for the first for the first X factor in my opinion, if you could find ways. To expose maybe the linebackers in coverage because I feel like they're more or less the linebackers that are good at like uh, stopping plays. But if you can expose them, it is going to be tough because Teddy Bridgewater isn't Drew Brees where Drew Brees can uh, throw a receiver open or he can find uh, easy pockets to throw receivers into. It's going to be tough, but I think if we could stop the linebackers or at least neutralize them, that's be one way that we can help uh, win the game. The second one. Holding the rushing attack, I it all starts on the line of scrimmage, in my opinion. You know, all the trenches. If the Saints offensively, I'm sorry, defensively, uh, stop their, uh, their offensive line and actually get a lot of pressure, plug gaps, stop the run, make the Cowboys one-dimensional, especially how we mentioned earlier with the Cowboys uh, being a little limited and hurt uh, with the receiving core, I think that'll really definitely help the Saints if they can stop that, stop them, make them one-dimensional, take out Zeke Elliott that way. And the last one for me is having other weapons step up. Uh, I keep on seeing it everywhere this week. What the Saints need to do, you know, uh, last year, uh, the stats were a bit obscured because of Kamara got hurt and stuff. But still, if you look at the stats from last year's game, the Cowboys stopped 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 us in our tracks in a lot of ways. So... Hopefully, Jerry Cook can step up. I say that every week, but I'm praying for it, man. I really am. Uh, Austin Carr, uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, you know, uh, people like that. Like, we need to have someone step up because, believe me, with, with how fast their their linebackers are and how fast they can get to the ball, it's going to be really hard to feed Michael Thomas, and especially for Teddy, to get Alvin Kamara uh, going. So those are my three, though. What are yours, man?
0: yeah almost every week we have to call upon other weapons on offense to step up and usually yeah, we're never satisfied right. obviously we saw from last week so no but those are really good 3x factors rushing right. is going to be especially with the injury to Gallup, amari cooper being slowed yeah it it, it I, I could be completely wrong and they could totally run the ball more than i'm thinking uh but for my 3x factors they're actually all three different which which i think is good i, I hey. like having a variety here um my first one is limit third and longs on offense. Uh, if the Saints can have six or less third and seven or longer scenarios on Sunday, they'll have a really good shot at winning. Dallas splits is too much on third down as it is, and third and longs could be a lot of trouble Smart. for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, if, if you watch the games against all three of their opponents so far this season, Cowboys love to bring extra men there on defense, especially if it's longer, because they, they know you're going to throw the ball. And that could easily disrupt some of Teddy. We saw it last week with Seattle. If he tries to use his feet to maneuver, it's great when he can get out of the pocket. But when he does get out of the pocket, he really can't make a decision whether to throw or run. And when he does run, he doesn't have too much success. So I think that that could definitely create some sort of a problem for the Saints if their third and longs just get out of control. Um, My other X factor is limit Ronald Cobb to less than 100 receiving yards. With Gallup out and like I mentioned, Cooper is is a little hampered. Cobb will get the ball even more in space and can be a mismatch for the Saints defense. So if you can limit it to under 100 yards, uh, the Cowboys really don't have a number one receiver on the day, uh, and that could bode really well for the Saints team. And then my third X factor, just because it kind of it kind of fits into what you're saying, Tyler, is to have other guys step up. Mine is line Camara, Camara. My third X factor, line Camara up anywhere and everywhere on the offense, slot outside, shotgun, so backfield, pistol. You know, so yeah, put in, him, put him anywhere you can put him because this will help create mismatches with this uh, linebacking core. who's very athletic, but if you can put Kamara in space, and again, you watch week one, the Cowboys, how they tried to handle Saquon Barkley. Didn't have too much success, uh, I, I guess, overall. Uh, they were able... To, the, the Giants just didn't run Saquon Barkley as much as they should have. Um, but... Uh, against their, uh, the backup there for the Giants, too. Cowboys weren't really able to stop him, too. So going up against a guy like Alvin Kamara, I mean, come on. you got to put him into space as much as possible. This could definitely open things up for Jared Cook as well. If you take some linebacker attention away from him, some safety attention away from him, stretch the field with Kamara, stretch the field with Ginn, but line Kamara up anywhere and everywhere there on that offense because that's going to be I a agree. really important factor uh, for the Saints to get, get things going on offense for Teddy. Um and that leads us right into score predictions in the end of this episode folks thanks thanks so much for tuning in uh last week, Tyler was spot on with the score prediction uh he predicted the saints to win twenty eight to twenty one Of course they ended up winning thirty three to twenty seven but the margin was almost exact, and the uh result was spot on. I was wrong. I also predicted the under of forty four and a half which by the way i haven't even looked up the i'm gonna look up the cowboys oh saints. the cowboys
1: I think are favored two and a half right now.
0: That would make – well, yeah, I guess that would make – even though it's – um, uh, even though the Saints are at home, usually they do – get, but they are 3-0. Here. Well, um, you looked
1: that up. I've got no, a couple other things. I already got, it up. I already, I got it up. I already got it up. Oh, it's okay. all
0: good. It's all good. I already got it up. Uh, yeah, the Saints are, are two-and-a-half points underdogs against the uh, Dallas Cowboys – um, but if you want to give, well, I don't want you to give your score prediction until I find out the over/under real quick. So let me get that go okay. because that's pretty important. Because last year I bet the, I said bet the under. I predicted it was going to be a uh, 24 to 19 win by the Saints. The over/under was 44 and a half. Ends up being much. I mean, the, the combined score ends up being uh, 60 with a 33 to 27 win. This week, the over/under is actually set at um, 45. It looks like. This mm-hmm. is according to oddshark.com. Um, so, with that, so uh, just 0.5 greater than last week. So, it's right around that about 20 something points per uh, team is the over under. So, Tyler, based off of all mm-hmm. that, Saints being a little bit of the underdogs, uh, over under being set at 45, uh, what is your score prediction uh, here for, for that Sunday night primetime matchup against the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Uh, couple quick more things I forgot. Sorry, to Sorry, sorry. By the yeah. way, over oh, under over under is now forty seven. It got bumped up. It's forty seven.
1: Okay. Um, really so quick, I forgot to mention a couple other X factors for me. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, if he needs to succeed, uh, stop playing cautiously. Uh, throw it downfield. See what happens. Um, and I really want to see them get Deontay Harris involved more in offense. He's really really fast at like an open space. And I thought I read somewhere that they were looking to get him. I think like. Between like instead of I think like five to six snaps on offense maybe like t- I think it was either ten and fifteen or fifteen and twenty it's killing me they don't they don't have the tweet right now but something like that and bull predictions too really quick um the Saints are gonna get at least double the sacks that they had last week uh double uh last week they actually had zero you can't so double any zero they get will be perfect double um, zero is still zero you know what I mean hopefully let's uh, let's sack some Cowboys so yeah um the saints win 28 to 20 that's my score prediction and shout out goes out to my dad uh he helped me uh predict the numbers so yeah i could not really 20? decide this week yeah 28 20 so your prediction
0: last week was 28 21 and now it's 28 20
1: respect it got bumped that, down the point
0: there you go that also uh makes you predicting the over which is exactly what i'm predicting as well I'm predicting the Saints to win this thing. Again, we mentioned the similarities this game has from last year, uh, but just flipped. I think that that will tell the story of this game. The the hype surrounding the Cowboys' early start to the season, much like the hype around the early start of the Saints' season last year, will be hampered in New Orleans as opposed to in Dallas last year for the Saints. So the Cowboys, I think, are going to get a rude awakening here. Um, Saints win 31-21. to 21. I'm taking the over. Um, yeah, I got the Saints winning by 10 points. Last week I had them losing by 5. I got them winning by 10 this week. I think that they're going to come out and, and score on the first two drives, uh, whether it be two field goals, two touchdowns, combo of both. I don't know. I think that they're going to come out and punch the Cowboys in the mouth because that's what, ha- that's what has happened all three weeks to the Cowboys. They've given up touchdown touchdown field goal on the first three drives so far on defense uh to start out the season and you if, if you do that against the saints a lot of trouble for your team
1: you'll regret it i got yeah. the
0: saints won in 31 21 tyler hasn't won in 28 to 20 we're gonna have this poll yet again up on our twitter as we did last week let us know what your score prediction is again, i got it right now actually okay per- oh well uh, we'll wait until the episode is is posted because we don't okay, want to spoil yeah, gotcha. the uh score, score prediction, prediction quite yeah. yet but, uh, no, be sure to check out our Twitter, at the WDD Podcast. Any other notes you have on the game, Tyler, before we, we, we send out the outro?
1: Uh, punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Things, please. I think we got to um, get
0: out to a fast start and win this game.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to cry if the Cowboys uh, have any more illegal legal hits on the Saints. Yes. Believe me, I will cry. Oh,
0: boy. Oh, boy. I really hope that doesn't freaking happen. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I'll throw it to Tyler for the outro. Again, thanks, guys, for for tuning in this week.
1: Yeah, uh, you guys know where to find us on Twitter. Follow our social media, answer our polls, interact with us. We appreciate you and we love you. Uh, on Twitter at the WDD Podcast for our official uh, podcast page, at Raymond Teller M for myself, and at Dayton underscore Brown underscore for my lovely co host, Dayton Brown. And make sure to check us out on Spreaker.com. It's speaker, but with an R in there. And iTunes. And throw back to you, man.
0: Fantastic stuff. Thanks again guys for listening this week. Be sure to also rate us five stars on Apple Podcast if you like what you listen to and subscribe to us on both Spreaker and Apple Podcast. So again we'll talk to you guys next week, win, lose or draw we'll have a review episode on the game and then we'll also have a preview episode for their week five matchup, which will be against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home yet again. Yep. The following color rush jerseys this week too yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah, color rush jerseys, second week in a row. It's gonna be a lot of fun stuff. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you very soon and as always hooda- who